uh, working in an office space yep. is tough. Yeah, I yeah, I, I agree. Because I was working in that office for a while. And I remember one weird thing is office politicking. Really? There was this dude who was mad that I was younger than him because he was the youngest guy before I showed up oh, at the I office I worked at, the mortgage company. So he would always try to knock me down, which was a weird feeling. Colby. Okay, damn. Yeah. What's up, Colby? Hey, Colby, if you're listening to this, I, I just started calling him Colby Jack after <laughs> yeah, a bit because he was being too. rude to me. Yeah. There was one day I showed up because I usually, I came in later in the day mm-hmm. to stay later. But later in the day, I mean, I come in at 11 okay. a.m. But then I started coming in at 9. And that's when Colby, Colby usually was in there. So I showed up one morning at 9. And he turns around and he goes, oh, so this is what Justin looks like in the morning. I was like, yeah. What the fuck? He goes, it's rough. Oh. I was like, bruh, oh. just trying to do my job in here, bro. I don't know dude. why we have animosity. But then I was the dude who started doing, I would dance yeah. in the middle of the office to, to get the, the office going better. Yeah. So when Cole, the best part was Colby would try to knock me down at the knees. And my immediate boss would start shutting him down. Damn. Oh, damn. But Nate. My boss, Nate. He'd be like, what's wrong with you? Oh. You have a problem, Kobe? <laughs> I know I'm not in charge of you, but somebody is. Yeah. And I know that's somebody. Yeah. I don't but, think I've ever, uh, I've ever actually had to work like consecutive days in an office. I've had to work in an office building. Uh, I remember for a friend I was helping out with, uh, it was a marketing company and they were doing a work, they were working for, I, don't, I think I'm allowed to say it now cause it's been years. Uh, but they were working on a stranger things, uh, thing. And so they needed a bunch of help with like people to come in and like, I think like, uh, help create the packaging, uh, like physically create it. So they just had like, they, I think they called upon everyone like, does anybody have any friends that need some money? And so like, that was me. And uh, I came in there helping out, but I was in the office for a while, and I just got to see like office space. And it, it was is going to sound for those of you who I'm sure Justin knows office uh, rules. This was L.A. office, very different type yeah, of office, very different, very, very different. Yeah, but still, there's definitely I could feel office politics, and I would hear certain things like, "Oh yeah, this person doesn't like this," or "This person didn't like that." And one thing that really killed me was. Uh, the the passive aggressiveness of office, of office uh, rules. Like, if you have a problem with somebody, you never just tell them or say, hey, can you work on this, whatever. It was like, you got to send it up the network and eventually they'll, heal the, they're, they'll hear that you didn't like it. I, I was in charge of, um, I think it was like laying out snacks or, or doing something for everybody. So I set it all up. I was like, all right, there we go. And then, because they just gave me the generic, can you put the snacks on the table? I was like, crushing it. Got it. Boom, laid it out. Like two days later, they were like, "It's like, oh, can you pl- lay the snacks on the table?" Uh, b- uh, by the way, can you not, can you not do it this way? Th- last time, uh, like this one person really hated it and told me that they hated it. I was like, oh, oh, okay. I didn't, all right. I didn't, I didn't know I caused any problems. Yeah, but apparently it was enough that you came over. Was like, I didn't like that you put the chips out next to the, the fattening chips. Yeah, there's a there's weird stuff. There's two sides on that one that I that I can think of, especially when the the office that I was working in. Some people stay in middle school and you just don't say anything to anybody. You really dislike it and you just talk about them behind their back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if people are nervous about it, about saying they dislike something about somebody or what they did. 
as if it's going to cause some kind of fight. I would hope more people would just say, don't do that. I'm not a big fan of that. And then we can talk about it. This is why I did it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I understand why you did it. This is why I don't like it. Oh, okay. I understand why you don't like it. Maybe we can come to some sort of conclusion. But then there's also people who I will say, so this is about, I'm going to go off your chips thing because there's been very similar situations in my past. Yeah, of course. Where I will tell somebody, I really wish those chips weren't there. I had to reach down to the bottom to get my chips. That sucked. Yeah. And then that person somehow spins it up in their head that it's a big deal. And they go tell somebody else, Justin really hated it when you did that. Oh, And I didn't. I just offhanded said, (laughs) it sucked that I had to reach down to the bottom to get the chips that day. Oh, man. But they created a bigger issue because there's sometimes there are those those rats in the office that want to make problems between people yeah so if you say something just in passing to them Mm -hmm. they will make it a little bit of a bigger deal and then go tell that person and now that person isn't going to talk to your face about it no nobody talks to each other's faces never they're just going to think justin really Justin hated that about me. Justin doesn't like me anymore. Yeah, because it's spy- it snowballs. It definitely it's never just like the same amount of uh, like uh, uh, effort you gave when you first left the message. Like, oh yeah, just, uh, it's kind of like a minor inconvenience. When it gets to the other person's ears, it's that stuck with this person. That stuck with Justin all day, and it ruined his day. He couldn't even do go go to work. He fucking went home and smacked his wife. It was it was craziness. Like yeah. Jesus, Jesus. Okay, so then yeah, yeah, the, yeah it's and it's, even it's, even yeah. when somebody does just say they really hated that you did that. The what goes on in their head now is what you said. Even if that person didn't go through a rolodex of hate, no, they said he hated that, and they give <laughs> like an eye, a little a little eye glance over yeah. to you, and now you're just thinking all of the worst. He drank hard that night, didn't he? <laughs> he, drank, he broke his uh, his sobriety, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> that's why. Oh, that's why he didn't wear his necklace the next day. It's eleven years down the drain. Eleven. It's because years. of me and the chips. It's because of me and the chips. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that happens, and it's weird that it happens, but yeah. but it does. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's something about being in the office that really just brings out brings out not the worst, but it it definitely brings out a certain type of people. I think it's you're all packed in so close to each other, mm-hmm. and it's not that you knew each other going in. You're going into a new space with a bunch of people. You have to be around each other, whether or not you're copacetic. Yeah, and also you are forced to have strict rules around you. So you can't interact with people in an outside of the office way. Yeah. You have to interact with them with office rules. So the only way, and humans, we're very imperfect creatures. Yeah. Highly imperfect. We do like spectacle. We do like fights. We laugh when people fall. Yeah. And hurt themselves. It's hilarious to us. So within those strictures, we have found ways to entertain ourselves by, let's be honest, kind of ruining people's days, <laughs> yeah. which is messed up to think about, but it's something that we do. Yeah, absolutely. You got you to gotta fill your day somehow. And if it's uh, you walk in and you see the coffee pot only has one thing left, it's definitely 9 a.m. And then a lot of people are coming in and you see the other fresh coffee right there. All you got to do is just pour it and start up the new one. But you don't, and you know it's going to fuck people over. And you take that last coffee like, damn, that's crazy. Honestly, <laughs> that's one of the biggest ones in the office. <laughs> you can tell so much about a person 
with how they do the coffee machine in the office. If they're so selfish as to not even start the next pot, yep. that is somebody I don't want on my team in the end of the in the end of the world. That's the person who will push you into the zombies so they can get away. That's that person. Yeah. That's the little sniveling bastard. Yep. No. Yeah. Screw that person. No. Oh, I can't stand him. Even if you have to be a little bit late to your computer yep. and you get in trouble for that, I bet if you're a little bit late and you tell the boss, I had to, I was late because I got the last coffee cup. Yeah, I was changing the pot for And I had to go for the next pot. Yeah. I've, I would, you're I've a never, team player. I was going to say, I've never known a boss that wouldn't immediately just let that, like, it's de- it's not like oh they that's switch totally your time okay. card for you yeah it's definitely just like oh okay cool like I I didn't know and then the boss is like I'm gonna go have a good fucking thing of coffee thank God cool yeah. boom like all right cool you're a team player yes crushing it 100 percent yep 100 percent I did used to have a little bit of a problem on Fridays on Fridays we would have the what is it called where you don't casual Friday casual Friday okay on Fridays we would have casual Friday which is do- casual f- Casual work clothes is still dressed up. It's annoying. Is it? Okay. Yeah. They they said casual Friday, and I said dope, and they said because I was nineteen. <laughs> I was nineteen, so I said yes, let's go. And they looked at me and they said still tucked in shirt tie. What the fuck? Just you can use jeans instead. Oh, gee, thanks. I was gonna show up in shorts and a t-shirt, so <laughs> it's a good thing they said something, but. Some of the some of the higher ups were big football fans. Yeah. So on Casual Friday, it was either Casual Friday, which yeah. was a uh, tie, button down, tucked in. Yep. In jeans, or an NFL jersey. You were allowed to wear an NFL jersey. <laughs> yeah. So I wore an NFL jersey every day, and you bet your hind end. If I'm waking up at 5 a.m. to get ready to then go through traffic to get to work, and I have the opportunity to just wear a jersey. I'm only wearing a jersey. So I would wear a Dan Marino or Cameron Wake jersey, something yep. like that. Yep. No shirt underneath. There you go. You can see through jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> dude, so I saw like, you could just see my nipples hanging out. <laughs> and, there, and everyone, dude, one dude, Colby, brought yeah. it up. He's like, you realize I can see your nipples, right? And I went, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you shouldn't do that in the office. Tate just saw me rub my nipples and go, yeah. But I was taking full advantage of what I could do in the office. Hell yeah. Full advantage. Yeah, I did. The, I I didn't not at an office job, but when I worked at a Ralph's, uh, we had a Murray's cheese jacket, and uh, I, we really took advantage of that because they we had to get like certified red jacket training, and everyone else had to wear the Ralph's uniform except for Murray's people. They got to wear this big dope jacket, and for some reason they let us get away with murder. When I was like, do we have to have the Ralph's shirt underneath it? They were like, no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. So then we stopped buttoning the jacket and it was just open like an overcoat as we're just have like i think alex my buddy alex who worked there had like the big band tees i had a t-shirt that said i'd hit that and it was picture pinata like definitely really pushing Jeez, the limits i don't know about of that these things, dude. i don't know about that <laughs> the amount of times we got yelled at they'd walk by they'd be like hey button that up and you're like oh for sure and just kept walking like i'm not gonna do it and then, yeah, we got away with murder on that one. And then I think now that I walk by, I see everybody. They're they're still uh, they're still rocking the open the open jacket. And I'm like, yes, we're still nice. winning that war. Dude, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah. Office stuff, office and job structure is strange. I understand structure; it's necessary a lot of times to get 
stuff done. Oh, completely, yeah. To create the oil of the machine that is the office. Yeah. Yeah. But some offices are just... <laughs> I'm not going to get anything done if you treat me like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we're going to get into a show... Dude, I don't remember. It was a very long title today. Yeah. A, a light novel title, but it's actually a <laughs> webcomic. It's some cool ice guy... Or this ice guy and his cool female colleague. Yeah, it was definitely... They called lines. the girl cool, and I was like, that's cute. Oh, you know what? It's called the ice guy and his cool female colleague. Dude, you crushed it. Absolutely. Maybe okay. that's why it has that title. I wrote uh, I wrote the ice guy and his hot female colleague, because I thought they would have done like the ice and hot, but I get cool. Well, I think it's ice and she's, she's cool, yeah. but not ice type cool. She's just really cool as a yeah. person. I wonder if she's cooler than him. He actually turns into ice. <laughs> Let it go. He legitimately turns into ice. Let it go. I'm going to take out his vocal cords during the episode if he keeps singing like this. <laughs> but we're going to get into it. <laughs> Let's watch this ice, dude. This half Todoroki. It's snowing around him. Oh, He's that's standing bullshit, there. dude. Why is it bull? That's so cool. He loves plants so much. Oh, he has to cover it up because he would he would kill it with his snow. Oh my god, this <laughs> Dude, Don't get him too nervous in a situation because he's killing kids with some ice. Dude, just cause hyperthermia people. with everyone around. Dude, don't put Ice Boy on a full bus oh or subway. God, dude. Things are going awry. Jeez, what a beautiful walk to work. God, and that guy in the back was really contemplating life. That man's stuck in time. <laughs> I was going to say, does he go Arctic when he's happy, too? God damn. You're all emotions, bro. <laughs> oh, no. She she has a little, uh, she has a little cr- crushed, 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 uh, crushed on ice, cr- crushed ice. Come on, man. <gasps> oh, my gosh. She's the cutest. It's a pretty rough statement. <laughs> the Great Buddha is just a statue, woman descended from Fox Spirit. <laughs> I would want to be best friends with him so badly. Dude, any t- like no matter if it's the summer, it's just dead, it's hot as shit. He has to put stuff around him so that it can calm him down. Pictures of flowers and stuff. Cat won't just go in it. It's too- He's figuring it out. <laughs> He's getting there, dude. He's figuring it out. <laughs> First he loved the bag, then he loved... What? Both you and the flowers suffering. Only when he gets excited. No. He can't hide the fact that he really likes her cat. It's a very one-sided relationship. Yeah, it is. Dude, can you get She's her She's doing something? everything for him. She's so thoughtful. You're just this emotional piece of shit. How dare you speak about him <laughs> like that? Did he make those little... Tell me the, he made those little Please say those little snowmen are his. Oh, no. Bro, she knows what you're thinking right now. It's the biggest windstorm they've had in Japan ever. He made ever. the snowman. Hold it in, man. Hold it in. Dude, they're dying. Bro. <laughs> when he gets happy, he makes dude, those snowmen. Is dude. he just making a bunch of them now? She said, those are really cute. And he's like, I'm going to make a billion of them. I'm going to have an army of snowmen. Oh, he made his little snowmen. She thinks I'm nice. She thinks I'm nice. Oh, there's only one episode. But okay. It just started. It aired for the first episode. was aired two days ago. Oh, this is a new go. season, bro. This is a whole <laughs> new season. Oh, the little ice guy. Dude, the little snowman. I, I really like this. This is my stuff, though. Yeah. This is my avenue mm-hmm. of of anime that I really like. I obviously like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I obviously course. like fighting stuff. I like Yu Yu Hakusho, Dragon Ball Z, all that. 
I'm a big fan. But this is the kind of stuff that I really get down and enjoy. Yeah, just a nice, adorable romance. Or just not even the romance aspect. Right now, it's just people being nice to each other. Mm. And people going through a part of their life. And there's not some big, crazy thing that you have to deal with. It's just normal emotions that people deal with day by day. Going into work as an adult for the first time. Yeah. All this stuff. It's This is the kind of stuff I really like. Just a granular, small viewpoint on somebody's life that I can kind of relate to. A and have slice a good time with. of their life, some would say. That's what, is that what I just said? Yeah. Just yeah. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> just going to want to point it out. <laughs> Yeah, this was adorable. I usually uh I do like romance animes, but this one was uh I love I love the element that they were just like we're going to we're going to write an adorable romance anime, but let's spice it up. We're going to have some random people that are descendants from things that aren't human and people are totally cool with it and I love that. They're all just like, "Oh, what are you? Fox girl. You? Snow woman. You? Human." Oh. Oh, okay. Some people going to be humans, bro. Yeah. What some about our boss? Buddha. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> Seems like a maybe. It'd be tough. It, I'm no shade on the game. I don't know if Buddha would be a good businessman. Yeah, uh, yeah. It'd be too nice. <laughs> that business going under. Yeah, dude. Sometimes you gotta be a little bit rough and tumble in business. Yeah. You gotta step on people's heads to be damn. damn. You do. You gotta use them as stepping stones. Damn. I'm not here for you, I'm here for me in the business. Yep. Yep. I need that guy in charge. <laughs> I don't have to like him. Yeah. But that person going to get things done. That's true. Yeah. Buddha is going to be there for me when I have a problem. Buddha is going to say, you stay home today, Justin. It seems like you're in a rough patch. Yeah. And then the work's not going to get done. <laughs> yeah, I loved the uh, the boss was there for him, uh, for the ice dude when he like, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I missed a paper. It's like, oh, that's crazy. You can do that anytime. Oh, thanks. The other dude's like, I'm really sick. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Keep working. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. He didn't, he didn't say that. The dude <laughs> no, self-imposed it. They both self-imposed. Yeah. They both true. made sure that they, which is a big thing. It's, it's from what I've heard about work culture in Japan, mm-hmm. it's pretty rough. Yes. It is. They have contracts that you sign. And you're pretty much expected to do overtime. Damn. It's expected. But also overtime pay. I don't know if it's every business. I know some video games and and stuff. Their overtime pay is half their normal wage. You got to be kidding me. So their overtime pay is less. But they expect you to do overtime. It's weird. And if you you don't do overtime, it's as if you're not staying for your full day. So you kind of get looked down upon. And you don't do vacation stuff because you will get looked down upon. Fuck. Yeah. So them saying, I'm going to work through it. Nope, I messed up. I'm going to stay super late to finish it. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a fair reflection of the the culture. Yeah. Damn, that's true. Yeah, I guess I've never really thought about it because in, uh, in, in our work environment, 
we can absolutely you can't just tell your boss don't worry i'm gonna stay late and crush this because they're looking at you like i'm not paying you extra for work you did not accomplish today yeah we're not waiting for you to get golden hour right now this is not a thing <laughs> yeah. yeah everyone would be like don't worry boss i'll stay extra I'm like the fuck you will yeah. get out of here dude. every day through november to get ready to buy gifts for <laughs> for christmas Bro, yeah. people people aren't leaving work. No. I'll just sleep under the desk. <laughs> to hell you are, bro. <laughs> yeah. You get out of here. Yeah. And then uh, no, like bosses here are just like, dude, it's exactly one minute over. Have you clocked out? Get yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. The union's gonna come for my ass. Yep. Though it's expe- I would say at least a couple places that I've worked, it's it's still pretty expected that they want you, they'd love if you could work through your lunch. That's a thing that they want. That can't be expected because that's illegal. I know, but they that definitely is illegal. Want it. Like and the- I'm so ready to tell people that <laughs> when they try to do it. When I was when I was working at the parking lot, yeah, at Universal Studios, but some weird jobs. When I was working at the parking lot, they would kind of be nudging you towards that. Oh, okay, yeah. And it was really fun to say, "Ooh, I don't know if California'd like that." <laughs> and their eyes get a little big. Yeah, like that'd be crazy. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's illegal, right? Well, just take your lunch. Yeah. I think I will. I will. Thank you. You little punk. Yeah. I uh yeah, that that sucks that they I mean, I guess it's still it's still a bit of a like you're getting money for it, which is cool. I always just kind of assumed, at least in the animes, that they're just working off the clock. That I thought it was like the work has to get done. I don't care if it's off the clock or not. Oh, anime is really bad. Really? Yes. Yeah, animators. Fuck. It's really bad for the anime. It's really, really bad for the animators. I'm sure. Their average salary, the average amount of money they make, isn't enough to rent an apartment in Tokyo. Fuck. What? Legitimately. Unless things have changed in the past couple of years, yeah. it's, it's not enough money for them to, to survive the way they are. That so they have to sucks. do other stuff on top of it. Which is crazy because it is their passion, and they end up – they work – extra hard the, t- the crunch they talk about in video games yeah. is something that definitely happens in an anime and for the animators for everybody involved it's a ton a ton of just sleeping in the office getting up working 20 hours that day Damn. on just animating to get the show out and they get paid nothing they get paid a pittance for all the work that they do which is it, it is something I've I've I don't think this is the forum. To, I don't want to bogart this episode of the show, but there's been a lot of times when I've tried to figure out how I could make one of the podcast episodes about this issue. Okay. Specifically. Because I've wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So yeah. one day it can be something that we talk about. Oh, okay. I thought you were, I thought this was a segue into being like, and now's the time. No, no, no. Because okay. I don't, it would no longer be about the show that these people worked on. Yeah, that's fair. It would be about, uh, issues with the industry yeah so that would need its own thing and also i would make sure that i'm very much more researched than off the cuff right now talking yeah about so it. that we could definitely yeah, yeah i agree i agree so that i can speak empirically on it and there's there's a few i found a few uh, uh charities and things mm-hmm. online that when we get to that episode i've i'm telling you i've thought a lot about this sick when I'm we excited. get to that episode i'm going to shout those out yeah and i want to vet them to make sure that i'm just not lining the pockets of some person who's using it as a a way to make money themselves of course but i've been looking up charities to 
to places that are helping animators because their anime is going around the world. Yeah. And it's being viewed by so many different people and they deserve to have the recognition and in the payment behind it. So one day I want to have that and have the, the ways that anybody who can donate has the possibility and I can shout, we can shout them out Yeah, to get those animators money. But uh, that's a digression away from the ice guy and his cool female colleague because this was absolutely adorable, and I believe it was stunning. It's one thing we talk about with saving the pen. I can't say that these people had a ton of money to do what they did, Mm. but I can say that this is one of those well-planned, well-executed situations of they did everything they could with what they had, and they made sure that they didn't overexert themselves because the – Emotions in people's faces is what that was their shown in fight scene. Mm-hmm. Their shown in fight scene was him excited about her being nice, her excited about him reciprocating. The reactions of the people around when he is doing his 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 snow stuff. Yep, that was their big climactic fight scene, and I feel that they nailed it within the eyes. And just the reactions of the people. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, a lot of it as well went to uh, his snow. I'd probably say the most uh, intense uh, intense movement in the entire show was his uh, either his weather that he caused um, or just in general his powers. I love the fact that like halfway through because she said, I love the snowmen, they're cute. He just uh, he makes snowmen now. Snowmen pop out that's all the just time. His thing now, yeah, dude. That's that's it's a huge that's deal for him. Rough. Like if someone was like, dude, like say like you grew flowers on your head, and and someone was like, oh, I love the roses are really pretty, and you're like, thanks. And so now suddenly all you grow is roses. Someone's like, damn, you really like that compliment from that girl. Like, shut the shut up. You didn't hear. Yeah, that. dude, so rough, right? <laughs> It'd be so difficult. It's a weird thing to say, and I don't think it's a bad thing to say. Okay. Some people might view it as a bad thing to say. But if I couldn't hide my emotions as a dude growing up, yeah, I think life would be worse for me now. Yeah, If, if at every turn somebody said something nice to me and a snowstorm came because inside I was very <laughs> excited for it. Yeah. Now everyone around me knows exactly what I'm thinking. And I think that's – it's very nice to wear your heart on your sleeve and there are times when – you can wear your heart on your sleeve. But there are other times when you need to keep things close to the vest because they kind of go into it with superhero stuff. Yeah. Is people knowing too much about you will allow people to hurt you. Yes. Agreed. And so yeah, imagine, God, just imagine a, a, a kid going through puberty with these powers. God, I, every five seconds would just be a snowstorm and then it would be totally fine and then another snowstorm because they're like really happy about something and you're like mother of god please stop yeah yeah it'd oh, be crazy god. it'd be very difficult it would anytime everyone would know who your crush is everybody <laughs> would know who everything that yep. girl might not if the girl or dude whatever you are yep when your crush walks by now they know yeah, because someone's and that's cause embarrassing. Because you got it. Like they're gonna have to know. Like at first they're gonna be like, "Why are you? Why are you snowing? I thought you only snowed like when you get mad." It's like, no, I I also get I also it also snows when I get really excited. So then, God forbid, it's like, oh, you dropped your pencil. Here you go. Like the girl you have a crush on, snow. She's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're like, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> you always kind of have to worry about it. Yeah, it's unlocking your deepest secrets. Oh, it's the worst. 
That's yeah, so scary. that'd be difficult. And since he since he igloos himself, yeah, when things are really bad, yeah, the teacher hands you your paper upside down because that's just what they do, you know. They of don't course, want yeah. To know. Yep. Flips it over, immediately goes into an igloo. <laughs> we know that he failed. Now we know that he failed because <laughs> we figured these things out about him. Yeah, or I, like he he doesn't show up to class, and then uh, you know they call. They're like, "Hi, uh, Justin wasn't in class today. He left." Uh, can you believe uh, can, we'll send someone to walk his route and then they just find you stuck to the sidewalk because your your legs froze you had a test that day he was like I can't move yeah I'm sorry god forbid you try to drive <laughs> oh no things go wrong you freeze to the pedals yeah especially especially if you're a person who gets irate at other people on the road oh god I would have to have all my windows open at all and a sunroof yeah. open <laughs> You'd have to buy a convertible. Yeah, because if not, the entire inside of my car, it would go up to my eyeballs with snow, <laughs> with the amount of anger and things and I would feel. And then it would melt and cause so much damage to your car. Yeah, it'd be crazy. See, this is one thing This is one thing that I really appreciate about ideas like this is the, the amount that you can expound upon it and the ideas you can come up with in your head about the character. So these things that we're saying gives us an insight that they didn't have to build in the show mm. about him because he has to deal with this and he had to deal with this all the time. And our imaginations have brought us to a point of understanding how his life was growing up Yeah, about things, trials and tribulations that he might have had to go through. Mm -hmm. It's not that he even has to have had to do that. They might come in later in the show and say he had a pretty cushy life. Nothing really went bad for him, which what I think would be a weird, yeah, a that's weird, a weird thing, but Unless they say those things, our imagination can give us a more fleshed out, flourished character. Yeah. Because of one simple decision they made that is what they're hedging their bets on for the show. Yeah. So we have a we have a a better understanding and a connection to this dude because of our perceived understanding of what we would do in a situation that he's in. Yeah. And I think it's also uh, I think it goes to the the storytelling. Uh, whoever worked on the story, kudos to them. Because I think we've talked about before is uh, it's always I think it's a, a a nice breath of air when you can see that the writers trust that the the viewers are not stupid and that they can absolutely connect links and put things together with little bits of information if trickled down right, like that little bit of that interaction. If, if when you're watching the show, see the interaction where she meets him for the first time. She's like, "Your legs are frozen." And he's like, "Yeah, this happens when I get nervous." And she her reaction was not someone of like, "Holy shit, you make ice." Like that's not insane to her. So that let me as a viewer make the connection of, "Okay, the the world has things that this is what's going on." That this is something that is not out of the ordinary. It's specific to her because she's like, I've never seen a nice dude before. But I'm her lack of reaction is now collude in this massive thing of whatever I meet from now on is not out of the norm. I don't have to worry about the character freaking out. Yes. That little bit, and they didn't they didn't stop and be like, in this world there are yeah. things of like you didn't have to tell me. I got it from her reaction. The nice little simple writing. I just understood a massive rule of this world that is going to allow me to continue this show and not question and be like, wait a minute, why is nobody asking why the chick has fox ears? Like, yeah. no, we're all aware. It's a big show-don't-tell thing. Yeah. And it's a pitfall that I feel stuff gets into a lot today. A lot of television and movies today, they tell you everything. Yeah. And they expect you to believe it. Mm-hmm. 
which is a difficult place to be. And it's usually, I mean, in our writing classes and stuff that we went through, it was, we were always told it's a, it's a mark of amateur writing. Yes. Which is rough to say because I see it so often in things. Yeah, in professional And those people are professionals. Settings. Yeah. So I don't want to poo-poo them. I don't want to necessarily say that's super amateur mm-hmm. because they are also more accomplished of writers than I am. Mm. So who am I? But when I see characters just say, I did this, 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 and this, and the idea is I should respect or like them because of those things. Yeah. Allow me to see them doing something that is respected, liked, makes me think they're funny, instead of them saying, I'm really funny. And I'm just <laughs> supposed to say, yes, you are. As an audience member, I'm just supposed to say, yes, you are. Yeah. So with this, instead of the standard, in the world you're about to watch the show of, yeah, many people are descendant of yokai or mythological Japanese creatures. Yep. Now, the dude just, I'm from a snow woman. <laughs> No. And she goes, okay. Yeah. Cool. And uh, there's, and I think there's also good examples of, uh, there's times where I've seen animes where like the narrator or one of the characters is narrating at the beginning of an episode and it's definitely kind of laying down some ground rules that might be confusing to others, but it, it doesn't, it's not something that's going to be a regular occurrence and it's something that what they did was seamlessly make it feel like it was a joke or I love when they break the fourth wall with it uh, they have fun with it and make it not just this generic let me give you these rules real yeah. quick because you obviously aren't going to be able to gather this information like dude don't it's, it's a difference between the narration being a necessary part of a show yeah and the narration being a necessary way to give them an information dump because they won't be able to understand it without it because our writing's not good enough to let them understand exactly yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like Deadpool is necessary for the the breaks in traditional writing mm. because of the character himself and the story that he's telling. Yeah, absolutely. That kind of stuff. The narration is part of fulfilling the story. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's other times. <laughs> and also things, things where you need to know a little bit about the world beforehand because there's so much of a world. Yeah. Hey, there's 2,000 years before the beginning of this this movie, this television show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you really quick about three battles that were super necessary for everything going forward. Yes. But now we're following these characters and these characters are molded by that that's why I needed you to understand. Mm-hmm. That's like the uh, the term exposition. Uh, I've seen like a lot of people refer to them as like exposition dumps, uh, because it's the the term comes from just uh, real quick. I'm about to toss a lot of knowledge about this world and or story at you, uh, and it's it's often. Uh, either the narrator or what's really funny is I've seen, uh, especially in like uh, streamers or whatever, they'll be like, oh, this this character is just giving me exposition. And there's nothing worse than shoehorning it into a character, especially when it's really noticeable. Like, I'm sure everyone has has ever played games or watched movies or anything like that, and where the character just randomly starts saying very specific things because they're trying to give information. And you're like, oh, you're you're giving exposition for the viewers. Like, the, the, the character will talk to, say a sister is talking to the main character, and she's like, brother, 
Come on. You're being really down. You've been down ever since mom and dad left on the 5th of November last year. Like, they really, that's really messed you up, especially when you failed soccer practice. And then you, it's like, okay. And all your right. best friend, John, is the yeah. one who. Yeah, it's like, okay, all right. That's a lot from you. Yeah. Didn't need all of it. What's funny, because that even goes back to Greek plays and the messenger. There's, there's always the messenger. There's the chorus that is the oh, audience right. and gives information okay. to the audience. There are the, the characters themselves. And early on in every play, there is the messenger. Yes. That shows up. And the messenger always has the longest monologue. They only speak <laughs> one time yeah. in, the entire, in the entire performance, but they have the longest bit because they're giving, they're setting the groundwork for the entire play. Yeah. They're telling you who the person they're talking to is. They're telling you who the people that they are giving information to the person they're talking to yeah. are and the everything possible about them. outcomes that'll come from the decisions made in the play to come yes. like, you're like this person is really upset and any way that you respond may or may not lead to a war setting the tone for the rest of the, everyone's like oh okay so now I've, you know it's now I'm aware that yeah. there's teetering information here got it so this is this has been around for so long the i think one of the differences is the way that the way that media has shifted throughout time Mm-hmm. has gotten to a point where we we want to be succinct. In movies, great writing is you get exposition when it comes from characters, but not in a way that feels like exposition. It feels like you're just following a character. Yeah. And you're getting informational bits of information along the way. But really, that character through choices they've made and things that have happened to them in the movie, in the show, is cluing you in to different things without it just out of nowhere being a very formal this 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 and this yeah and like, then they keep going that feels weird but yeah it, but no, it's great absolutely. writers just sprinkle it in yeah like the, like a, a good example would be like uh, say a character is saying like uh, a character is comforting them about a mother uh, being sick a good a bad exposition dump would be how is your mom i heard she was sick with cancer was it that is really sad like you've just said all of it you could narrow it down to how's your mom Leave it alone with that. Maybe have a pause. Maybe the character just be like, treatment's okay. Now it's now I, as a viewer, probably aware that, all right, mom's sick, gathered that, and she's worried. They're close. A lot of people know about mom being sick, so it's probably been a long time here. So as the viewer, I'm gathering information. I like to pick things up. I like to watch stuff. And I think with this anime, it did a good job. Like it, I, The little fun bit of, of her, like... Uh, the 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 sprinkling of the snow and then him like yeah like you know I I, I, I like to watch the 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 flowers and stuff they really calm me down and then like a little bit later where he just had a a photo of flowers on his desk and she noticed she was like oh you've the you love the flowers that's cute I bet I bet just from how how fun it is in this episode I bet they're gonna bring this flower stuff back that they trickled information in episode one because it seems like they're laying down groundwork that they're probably gonna use for later which is smart writing yep yeah. I think this was very, just seeing like looking at the little things that they did in this. It seems like, yeah, was it the the big budget anime show? No, it, this is not your shonen. But this is absolutely. It was like heartwarming. It was like a night. It was like a <laughs> this anime was like that commercial with uh, the kid drinking soup as a snowman and he melted. Yeah, that's what this anime feels like. It was a nice, delicious bowl of chicken noodle soup. 
What was chicken noodle soup for the soul? Some would say. Oh, those books were terrible. Terrible, dude. I never even read those one. Those books were terrible. But I hated everyone who read them. Okay, dude, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> no, that's me- but every hey, time you don't have to hate somebody it, who reads a book you don't like. I was like, I was like, come on, man. Like, what are these about? Leave me chicken alone. soup for the teenage soul. It has to be obnoxious. It's for the teenage soul. <laughs> it can't be awesome for an adult. <laughs> It's got to be obnoxious. Halfway through the book, it's got to go, your parents are actually the ones in the wrong. Yeah. That's what it has to say. Yeah, you're not wrong. And no, no one understands you. True. And the person <laughs> who wrote it is a 40-year-old <laughs> just trying to profit off dumb kids. <laughs> because we know we're not developed at that age. Yeah. So that person is just raking in dough. Purely trying to hear what say what they want to hear. The original edgelord. Oh. <gasps> The original. Oh no, that God. was that was. There were a lot of edge lords back. There in the were day. some edge lords. A lot right? of edge lords back in the day. I think I'm gonna get into the Jotos a little bit here. Let's do it. There's a thing that I really like about fantasy in general and just fantastical elements because this wasn't. This had fantasy in it. It was. It was low fantasy. This is. This is a. This is a contentious thing also because I've talked to people about fantasy. And they were talking about, they were saying something about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And I said it was low fantasy. And they thought I was talking bad about it. Oh, okay. The, the thing is, high fantasy is in a completely new world. Oftentimes it has elves and stuff. It doesn't have to have elves and stuff, but it's in a new world. It's mm-hmm. in its own world. Low fantasy is within the strictures of our world with fantastical elements. Okay. With fantasy on it. Harry Potter. Yeah, that's totally Harry Potter. Our world with magic and fantasy. Got it. Low fantasy, high fantasy. But any type of fantasy. So this would be low fantasy fiction kind of thing. Yeah. Because there are fantastical elements to it. There's a thing about fantasy that I really appreciate. And it's how much we can relate to fantasy. It's how much humanity comes through fantasy. And I think this was a perfect example of my ideas on why I can connect with fantasy characters more than I can oftentimes with characters in a gritty reality is when we speak to each other and when we try to explain a situation, we often use metaphor and simile because the only way I can make your brain understand what I went through is to talk about something higher than life so that you can latch onto a feeling. Yes. Because if I just say those those Totino's pizza rolls were really hot. <laughs> You're like, okay, what is really hot? Yeah. But if I say those were <laughs> those were lava in my mouth. Ah, okay. That is a metaphor, a fantastical metaphor about Totino's pizza rolls. And now you have a way better understanding connection with me about the pizza rolls. Yes. When she first meets the guy in this, he's physically frozen to the ground literally frozen with ice to the ground because of nerves which when you're telling somebody how nervous you are about your first day of work we often talk about i was petrified which is i am stone yeah i was so terrified i couldn't move i was frozen to the ground yeah i was frozen in place we use these fantastical things to give people a better hyper understanding of what we're going through and that's why i believe fantasy is way more relatable to our our brains that think in these these simile metaphor concepts huh 
And I don't know why, but this show feels like a representation of that idea. I can see where you're coming from with this. I can ask now that you pointed out, especially like the, I think my, my brain immediately went to the Fox girl. I was like, how does this relate? Like she's sly as a Fox or, or like that character is like, like how someone would, would use an example of like saying like, uh, animal traits as it, as an over exaggeration. And she was very animated as a character, much more than the main character. So one would assume that maybe like there was like someone when describing someone be like, Oh, she's, she's everywhere. She was, she's, I'm just trying to think of like dramatic descriptions of of people so that would relate to her foxness yes the fox in japanese culture are tricksters also yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. so yeah maybe she's uh like the 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 uh simile is what you said simile would be a simile and metaphor so simile is like or as metaphor is just saying it is okay this this drink is or this cup is a mountain because it's huge or yeah this okay. drink this cup is like a mountain so that would be a simile yeah like is the simile okay um yeah I, I was trying to think of similes like right when you said the frozen to the ground my brain immediately it was like a fun challenge for me i was like it was like how do i what simile what metaphor can i use to try to find other characters because it you're right that idea fits well like that maybe each character because i'm i bet we're gonna meet more I bet the whole point of this show is we're going to... He's definitely fantastical in his fun little frozen ways, but the uh, I think it seems like a really fun, playful way of introducing and showing cute characters that struggle with, like, or having them in their lives. Like, maybe she'll be, like, picking out oranges somewhere, getting fresh fresh fruit, and the dude who runs the orange shop is, like, I don't know, uh, like, Park Golem or whatever, and he's just chilling. Like, he's just hanging out, and he was just like, oh, you know, this is just me. Like, I bet there's going to be little bits there. And maybe he's part golem because he's, he's very stoic or whatever. Like, like you could use descriptions uh, that you would give normal people uh, in our everyday life to then add a fantastical element to these characters and then make them that way and show them as, as the cute car- caricatures of the fantastic elements that you use to describe. And that's kind of – that is a fun idea. That is That is kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. And I don't even think it necessarily needs to be turns of phrase that we use today. Just as long, just the idea of it being something that we can, I can connect to this guy so much more because they physically freeze him. Yeah. Than I can with somebody who just also is nervous about things sometimes. The, the character in the movie is just generally nervous. Yeah. Like I was. Mm-hmm. Now I ha- now I only think back on the times I was also generally nervous, and that's why I connect to him. But this guy is actually frozen. He's actually putting himself in a little corner because of his nerves. Yeah. He's actually doing these things. And that helps me connect to him so much more because it's so specific. The specifics of him allows me to relate it to specifics in my life. And his are fantastical, so I don't have to be in the exact position he's in mm-hmm. to relate to it. What's funny is I'm actually I'm, – I was thinking of a, a long time ago we, we saw someone had a comment uh, about a character from – I would say it's fantasy um, – and uh, one of the comments was like, God, there's, this character is so like me. And the character was uh, very villainous and very evil, uh, but one of the things about it was he was like he was like I relate to them so well, like I protect the people around me, and uh, if anybody hurts me, like I'm so uh, you know I like this is how I would act, and I got mad because I was like it's not true at all. You're you're definitely relating to the 
to the dramaticness and the fantastical element of the character, which is probably how you you feel, like you said, because it, it captures a feeling, not a realization of a scene, but how you felt in the moment, how you felt, of course, you're going to amp up that feeling. Uh, and so you attach to the characters that are much more there, there as we've called it in uh, acting school, mountaintopping a scene. Uh, when you make something more dramatic to, to increase the... Uh, Stakes. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and so, like when he, he was like, he was like, oh, you know, I really, like this character is so me. It, it kind of made me. I was like, nah, th- come on, that's no, it's not true. Like, don't like. I get relating to a feeling, and uh, we're like, like, oh, you know, I'm all about like this character. I agree with how this character goes, but then there, I feel like there's also a bad example of people taking it too far. I think people relating to fantasy characters or, or relating to things and being like, this really is like me. It's like, okay, well, you don't actually. You wouldn't actually get frozen to the to the ground. Calm down. You feels that way. I agree. But let's yeah. let's shut it down. And I'm not saying like you can feel whatever you feel. But I feel like there are people that take it too far and and watching fantasy elements. And because it's such but, an enjoyable feeling, feeling like oh like I relate to this feeling. They go a little bit too far with it. I also believe those people aren't acting on it though. They're just saying it, and it's it's you can read it yeah. and be annoyed with them saying it because it's obvious that they're not killing people for their (laughs) family like it's obvious that somebody isn't there are humans who do atrocities of course but the dude that's talking about it online that relates so much to the villain of the the show or game or something Mm -hmm. isn't actually locking people in a room and (laughs) poisoning them with gas stuff like that (laughs) yeah like it's not they they say it online and it's kind of an edgy thing to say. Yeah, go back. People to do that a lot. Yeah, of course. Online, you can say whatever. Nobody sees your face. Yeah, who gives a shit? Uh, but it's also I can move past it because I'm never gonna interact with that person ever. No, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. let them do like, do your thing. That annoyed me when I read it, but okay. Uh, yeah, just keep doing your thing on forums, bro. <laughs> like, do what you gotta do. Yeah, I, I can agree. promise you the villain in that show ain't. <laughs> Talking about it on four, so I don't. I don't want to just rag on it, dude. No, no, no. And but it's, yeah, it's, I I yeah. do think that people. I don't know how many people are taking it too far outside of when people are trying to assassinate somebody in the name of an actress. Yeah, because yeah. that happened. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. And that kind of stuff is too far. But those people need help from yeah. doctors because there's something has snapped and there's uh, mental problems at that point. Yeah. But taking it too far, just talking about it. Yeah. I still don't think it's taking it too far. That's just being obnoxious. Yeah. There, I think, yeah, that might've been, uh, the element of like, yeah, it's just being obnoxious where it's not, it's not dangerous in any way. They're just, they're just talking about it. It's just, it's, you know, they, and, and, and no way, shape or form am I saying don't relate to characters. Cause I think, any almost any character you can find relatability to. There's, there's absolutely elements of, like fucking. Um, I'm trying to think of like characters that are absolutely hated. Darth Vader. Darth Vader is one of the most evil. Well, was one of the most evil characters ever. He one was of the most beloved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he's one of the most evil characters when he first came out. He's absolutely like the stoic power of terror in the evil force. And then you have finding out that he has things that drive him. So there's there's he is fantastical in his anger and his the way he was made. And so people can relate to it absolutely. They'd be like, oh man, like I was so angry. Like I feel how that felt. Like that you got so mad that you just like fucking grabbed you know grabbed the woman you love with f- choke force or whatever it's like I feel the anger that he felt towards that like I get that I get it great but yeah I guess it just uh, it was obnoxious to read and it, it 
I, I was like, it was like you know, for, I, I don't know why I got defensive at the moment, but yeah, I think it's uh, going back to to this anime watching. Uh, I because it comes off as like a softer tone. I'd say that the anime has a bit of a soft tone. Uh, I feel that any kind of um, magical. I think the 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 things that he creates are almost windows to like you said it's almost like a hook they know that people are going to relate to the feeling of it's like oh when he's sad he creates a little igloo all right well it probably feels like that too when you're at work and you're, you're just like but i think oh, I that's one that of the beauties of it i think one of the beauties of fantasy is if they're writing for him and not with the idea of this is something we can get everyone to relate to yes they're just writing from the standpoint of this is a guy who's when his emotions get heightened there are things with ice mm. that was the original idea that was then fleshed out that was talked about for a long time that was fit into a script and instead of trying to write for us to relate just wrote with the idea of how would he react with these emotions with this happening around him and because they stayed true to the character they were writing, it allows us to feel for him and it allows us to relate to him because they cared more about his stuff being correct and less about trying to force a relationship on us. Because we've all watched we've all watched and read things where it's obvious they're trying to spoon feed us the emotions they want us to feel. Yeah. And we're not gonna feel them because we feel as though someone is trying to make us yeah it's nothing nothing kills a moment like knowing what someone's trying to make you feel yeah so if you have an idea and this isn't 100% of the time don't take my words gospel for writing <laughs> but if if you have an idea and a point to your writing just make it true to the characters in the world that you're writing for yeah and people will relate to it because it is honest for your character. Mm. If it's honest for your character, it's honest for us. Don't worry about having to put a veneer of what you want me to feel when I read it. Just make it correct for them. And that's everything that you need. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the perfect thing is they made it right for him, which allowed me to relate it to myself. Hmm. Oh, they're really, yeah, the relatability. Again, just a nice little warm feeling thinking about thinking about how well, like, if uh, how well they shoehorned all this little stuff into this cute little anime for this season. I think we've had, uh, we, we've been spoiled with, I think the last anime we watched was uh, Romantical, or there was elements of romance in it. I think so far, this is, uh, so far I'm seeing a lot of adorableness during the season, and I'm really yeah. excited. We had super hype last season yes last season of anime had the return of bleach it had the second part of spy family it had so much hype more gundam the return of gundam oh, yeah. so much hype in it so much big over-the-top verbose chainsaw man yep and i haven't looked at everything that's coming out this season mm -hmm. but very homey very soft close to home like happiness yeah and metaphysical humanity mm -hmm. seems like it's coming through for this season which is a fucking sick concept uh or sick uh theme for a season i think 
because a lot of people I think nowadays see see anime as uh, or that I every time I bring up anime they're like oh you know I used to watch uh, like the actiony ones and I'm like damn like I wish you guys could see like the the slice of life those are yeah those are crack <laughs> like you guys I feel like slice of life is an acquired taste though you think so I feel as though slice of life is beer yeah I can't say it yeah because I mean, it's it's my beer I like it too so I get it but... I love because I love slice of life but I know if I'm trying to introduce someone to anime. My favorite anime is Hyoka. Yeah. I'm not using Hyoka <laughs> as somebody's introduction to anime. Yeah. Because I believe I would need them to get something that is interesting across the board. Yep. And hype and fun and makes them understand and like the medium to then keep going to a point where I can introduce these are just some kids yeah. living their lives right now and it's it's interesting it's fun it has great writing and great animation mm-hmm. I think Slice of Life you might be watching it and disliking it because of a thought of it being boring or a thought of why what's the point in this I could be doing anything else yep. I could be watching stuff with grand fight scenes but then as you get more into it you can start to appreciate what's in it Mm. And appreciate the characters and the ideas and appreciate the the small nature of it. Not small in terms of it's it's not on an echelon worthy. Small in terms of this story beat is about what happened between her and her father. Yep. Not between the destroyer of worlds <laughs> and the Earth's champion. Yeah. They're on they're they're both super heightened. But one of them is on such a smaller scale, just within a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do, I do think it's kind of an acquired taste, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It doesn't have to right. be. That's not a hundred percent thing, but I feel like it's acquired. Hmm. And I think there's also elements that people get out of Slice of Life that they're. I mean, you and I watch Slice of Life, but I think we watch different slices of life. I I think uh, I get out of things that you would say that uh, I would say that you get certain things out of it that I didn't. Uh, I've watched uh, Hyoka. I thought it was absolutely adorable. Not all of it, but I, I, I thought the characters were absolutely adorable. I think the art style was fucking cool as shit. Uh, but there were parts I was like, Oh, I love this part. And I like this part. And you were like, Oh, what about this one? And I was like, Oh, that one's okay. But it didn't mean I didn't enjoy the show at all. It, and I absolutely got my own stuff out of it. So I think, yeah, you're right. Looking into slice of life. Damn. It makes me sad that it might be an acquired taste. Cause I, it never really occurred to me. I, I loved it. From uh, th- I think the first slice of life anime I ever watched was uh, Lucky Star. If you can count that, because I think it was just like these girls going to school, being cute. That's that's it. That's all the show was. So I watched it, and I remember looking like, why the fuck am I watching this? They're not, <laughs> do- they're not doing anything, but it's really fun. Like I really love it. Like it's just like them walking to school, and then be like, man, it's fucking hot today. The entire you know it's a slice of life when the an episode is about being hot. The During ju- Japanese summer. Yep, and it's just like one character is just chilling in front of a fan, and then like the the episode is just broken down into how each one of the households uh, just deal with heat in their house. Of course, like one of them has AC, so they're like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm rich. I'm good." Or not rich, but I'm well off, so I'm fine. And then another household person has a fan that they just kind of spray a little bit of water into their face, and they're like, "Oh my god, I can't do anything. It sucks." 
Yeah, it's a, I love uh, little elements of cuteness of slice of life. I think there's a. I love the 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 fun cuteness, and I think I really I really want to see more of the fox girl in this anime. She seemed really fun, especially. I don't know why it cracked me up. Her tail looks really bushy, and it didn't. It what it looked like it couldn't fully come out because of her her pencil skirt because she's wearing a business outfit. And so, like, when it popped out, and I was like, oh, it wants to, it wants to come out. Let it out. Like, it's so cute. It cracked me up. And then I love that the first thing they said, wow, those look really soft. And I was yeah. like, I don't know if I'd be able to. I'd be like, man, please. I need Those look really soft. Can I pet your ears? Can I please touch your ears? We work together. I'm not weird. Please, let me do this. That's weird. <laughs> you're, the, you're working next to me? That's weird. I said, damn it. Yeah, we, I talked to you about it in lunch. I was like, dude, I'm going to ask her. You're like, don't do it. Like, let me, I, I gotta know. I need to know. I gotta know. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to get into the Tage topics, but uh, that was the first thing we talked about right out of the, right out of the episode uh, was, uh, let me read it and you're going to, you're going to laugh. We as humans are very lucky. Our inner emotions remain our own. Imagine if there was a mystical, uh, a mystical force that made everyone in the room know exactly how flustered or nervous you were. If you had something like this, would you have tried to hide it the best you could, or would you have tried to owned up, owned up to it and made it your kind of thing? That's why I was trying to yeah. figure out why you just kept going. Yeah, I was like, when dude. when we were talking about stuff, I was like, he's just really. I just stopped talking for a bit. Yeah, and you were just the fox girl though, soft and and just kept, bruh. I, I was wondering if you forgot that you had a Tejas no. topic. I was if- like, I was like, dude, I got I couldn't come up with one on the spot, but I was like, I really, but I mean, the, luckily the topics that we've started have actually things that are, are really interesting to talk about, but it's funny that the beginning of right out of the episode, you just, we went in the uh, outro of the show. You were like, God, how different my life would be if to, I, I'm like, damn it. To be fair. <laughs> What else? I know. Looking at the show, went, I didn't know it was going to be. You went, you went straight to the most <laughs> ob- obvious idea. I know. I was like, fuck. As soon as like when the show, like about halfway through the episode, I was like, we're going to hit. I think, We're gonna I hit think we can hit something different than what we spoke about earlier, but still in line with your topic. Yeah. Of how difficult it would be to hide or if you could still hide it. If I can just add a little caveat to it. Give it to me. The idea that, since we already discussed that kind of bit, is how he shows his emotion is through ice and cold. Yep. And one character in the show even said it to himself after... Because in in the show, one dude, he's having to stay late because he's sick and he has a bunch of work to do. So main character homeboy comes up and says, I will help you with all this. And he takes about 75 to 80% of the work for himself. Yep. Because he thinks colleagues should help each other out. And the dude next to him, to himself, he says, you know, when, when he's heightened emotions, he responds with ice and freezing, but he has a very warm heart. So the dichotomy of everything you show on the outside with your emotion freezing your legs to the ground a snowstorm coming we associate cold and ice with an icy heart yes somebody who doesn't show emotion someone who will stab you in the back yep and a not cold twice, heart yeah. is is a bad thing to have so if if your emotional response was the opposite of the person you are then it could give off an impression of maybe that guy's cold and deliberate maybe that guy oh. is not someone that would be nice to me yeah 
because you see him from afar. Yeah, of course. Ice things up. Everything I know is the Ice Queen from uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe Yeah, oh, is dude. the bad guy. Yep. Maybe yep. he's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. So that that those opposites mm. of he's actually very warm at heart, but you might not even give him a chance because your preconceived notions of the ice and since he can't hide it, yeah, you might view him as unapproachable a and 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 yeah, because even when thinking of the the element that is uh, or like the the bad part of of like a human psyche in that way is cold. The only way I describe it was cold and un unloving is those two things kind of go hand in hand is that you build up these defenses of ice and, and, and it feels like the using the ice as a barrier of like, no, I'm not going to care about things. I'm not the cold heart. in I think implies that it's, I'm not going to, it's not going to warm my heart. It's not going to beat my heart to do anything loving or fun. I'm not going to do anything like that. I'm going to deny all fun and love in my life. That's it. Completely emotionless. Yeah. Even when it's being used as a good term, it's sports a lot of times. The whole, like this, pointing to pointing to the arm yeah. with the biting the lip. And the sheesh, yeah. That didn't start. The pointing to the arm wasn't from that. <laughs> okay. Pointing to the arm wasn't from the sheesh, biting the lip and closing the eyes. The pointing to the arm was a basketball player. And he would he would sink a three point shot, and he would point at his arm because he was saying, "I have ice in my veins." Mm. So it's a good thing for him to have ice in his veins. But the reason it's a good thing is because he doesn't let the emotion of the moment overtake his ability. Ah, okay. So he's being emotionless in the heightened moments of a basketball game. Yes. So ice in the veins, it's a good thing, but it's still bad for emotion. Mm-hmm. Ice is often associated with emotionless. Yeah. Someone's a, a serial killer, dead eyes and ice cold. Yeah. It's funny. Even a, uh, this is going into, ooh, I guess, a little bit of uh, what, you know, tastes and all that. But uh, I think there's also a bit of element where uh, it can also be seen as a positive thing of how, like, I guess the negative aspect of, of being cold is, uh, I remember the song, like, Cold Hard Bitch by, I think, Jet. Um, and, uh, yeah. Isn't it crazy, bitch? Is it crazy, bitch? Hey, well, you're crazy, bitch. No, no, no. That... I'm thinking of a cold hard bitch. Oh, just a kiss on a lips. There you go. Yeah, I was on my knees. As a waiting, praying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so there's something like sexy about like or or alluring of like like a cold hearted woman. Like she she will leave you in the dust, and you're like, God, yes. Let's do this. Yeah, and it's it was like she'll dress. Is that she'll kind of a you. no connection? I don't have yeah. to have a connection with her afterwards. We just have our moment and we out. Yeah, it's like, but and then that also like leads to like maybe like characters like Shigo or Blackfire or anything like that like they're cold, they're vicious. They'll kill you in a second if you get in their way. They'll, they'll drop you dead. But there's something like yes, I love that. But we we also know that they're be- the bad guy. Yeah, we do. We, we know do, yeah. that they're the bad guy. And maybe there's an element of the allure comes from maybe I'll be the one to warm them up. Mm. No, you're like, no, keep him cold. Yeah. Yeah, did not still. I don't want him to warm up. <laughs> I thought for a second I was like, are we all are we all Belle from Beauty and the Beast? Are we all looking at that going, I can fix it? And Justin's like, the fuck, I can fix just it. Just real I'll, quick. I want to keep real it as quick, a beast. The ending of the Beauty and the Beast subverts the entire story. <laughs> and it's annoying to me. Yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah. You have to learn to love him as a beast because who he actually is, it, it doesn't matter what the the outside is as long as somebody is great inside. Yeah. 
So what happens at the end? Turns into a beautiful prince. <laughs> Turns into the most stunning person ever. So you still get both of them anyway. Yeah. It completely undermines the... I'm done with it. <laughs> we got to move on. Uh, we can't... I can't talk about this. It annoys me. I don't... It's stupid. What a bad story. Sorry. <laughs> Am I wrong? Are you going to tell me I'm wrong? <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the East be broke. She came down in a bubble, dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, the, the, the whole ending just undermines the entire story. I can't deal with that. But I think it would be interesting if your outward, and that could be something people relate to also, your outward appearance. People used to say when they saw me in classes, they never would have spoken to me because they thought I was going to be a dick. Yeah. They said, your face, just the just the way you look, the way you walked in the class, we thought you were going to be an asshole, so we never would have spoke to you. <laughs> yeah. Which sucks when somebody <laughs> who you've hung out with for a while just says, you look like you look like a biggest piece of shit in the world. It's a good thing you're not, though. I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. awesome. I so, love those. Those are the best. That was a backhanded compliment right there. <laughs> yeah. Or the, uh, uh, I was going to say the, I'm trying to think of like the opposite or like the, you come off as warm and loving and like, say like you're uh, maybe the opposite of this guy. You, you, you warm with everything and you warm a room when you get super emotional and stuff, but you're actually really not feeling it. Maybe when you're lying about emotions or when you get, when you are really nonchalant about something, you heat up a room and some people are like, oh. He is such a warm, a warm soul. But at the back of your head, you're like, I really couldn't give a fuck. But as we were talking about very early on in the podcast with this episode, because we can come up with, we can imagine and give ourselves an idea of the character because it's such an open-ended idea. Yeah. This guy could be very loving and caring because so many people view him as, viewed possibly him as ice cold and and bad yeah because he yearned for connection growing up since people pushed him away the same way somebody who is always warming a room Mm -hmm. people want the connection with him and there could be an easy way to tell a story where that person is so tired of people always thinking he's such a good guy and they always try to trample over him because he's so warm and inviting that he's become cold hmm you know, he's become yeah. cold in his heart because of that. Uh, so you could, it's just the great stories have an issue that needs to be resolved. Yes. And a crazy good issue to be resolved is the fact that someone per, is perceived as cold hearted, but in their heart of hearts is the nicest person. So now the world is kind of against them. Yeah. Because nobody sees who they really are. And that's not necessarily what this show's doing, but it's a great metaphor. It's a great, it's a great starting point for a personality. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was a dope show. I agree. Uh, I think that's going to bring us to the end of this episode, but a lot, a lot more ideas and a lot more, I don't know, philosophical stuff came out of speaking on this very cute, very down to earth 
very <laughs> adorable snowman show. Sick intro music to show. Oh, dude, absolute bop for the intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I hope that people uh, see this and, and really like it. I, I, I wasn't expecting to appreciate and like the show as much as I did. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a fun, cute little time, but I really, I really liked what was going on within it, and I feel, I just feel as though the people involved with it were, it's like they really appreciated and loved what they were doing too. Yeah. That's just what it feels like. Uh, but yeah, with that, per usual, everybody, I hope you guys have a great afternoon, morning, night, wherever you are, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.